0: it's time for show what you know the podcast from encyclopedia britannica where kids get to test their knowledge and match their wits to win cool prizes and now all the way from great britain here is the editor of the britannica all new kids encyclopedia and the host of show what you know christopher lloyd hello everyone and welcome to show what you know my name is
1: christopher lloyd And like many of you out there, I'm a firm believer that the real world is far more amazing than anything you can make up. And today, we're going on a very important journey. Our journey starts about 500 years ago, back in the Middle Ages, and ends in the present day. During this time, exploration to new lands led to an era of rapidly expanding empires. Colonialism altered or even destroyed the lives of countless native peoples revolutions and world wars rocked every corner of the globe but we also saw great leaps in art medicine and technology yes it's been a bumpy ride but knowing the events of the past is how we make better decisions for tomorrow so everybody buckle up because our next stop is modern history now before we get to our first quiz let's review the ground rules Each of our three contestants has received a chapter about modern history from the Britannica All-New Kids Encyclopedia, What We Know and What We Don't. They've each had 24 hours to study the chapter and prepare for the quiz. So now let's meet our three contestants and see what they've learned.
0: Contestant number one.
2: Hello, my name is Cannon. I'm nine and I live in Darien, Illinois.
0: Contestant number two.
2: Hi, I'm Julia. I'm nine years old and I'm from Newton, Massachusetts.
0: Contestant number
3: three. Hi, my name is Duncan. I'm ten years old and I'm from Chicago, Illinois.
1: If our contestants' names sound familiar, it's because they've all been on the show before. Cannon, Julia and Duncan each scored a lot of points the last time they were here, but not enough to win the grand prize but now they're back to take another run at the top spot. So here's the big question. Are you guys ready to play Show What You Know one more time?
3: Yes! Yes.
1: Okay. Our first quiz is called True or False. Now you remember how this works. I'm going to give you all a series of statements and you have to tell me which ones are true and which ones are false. The first contestant to hit the buzzer and give the right answer gets one point. But if you give the wrong answer, you lose a point. All right, here we go. Today's world is made up of 125 countries that are recognised by the United Nations. Julia, you were first on the buzzer. That was quick. Was that statement true or false? It was false. Brilliant! Fantastic! Exactly right! Okay. here's the next question. Canada was the first country to give women the right to vote. Duncan, you were first on the buzzer. Congratulations. Is that true or false?
3: It is false. The first country to give women the right to vote was New Zealand.
1: Excellent. New Zealand. I know. Isn't that fantastic? All right, here we go. Next question. It is estimated that by 2050, more than two-thirds of the world's population will be living in cities. Julia, razor sharp on the buzzer, was that true or false? True Excellent, you're absolutely right And now, the final question in this round So many rebellions took place in 1848 That it has been called the year of revolutions Duncan, that was fast on the buzzer, is that true or false?
3: That's true
1: Very good indeed, you get one point we're off to a great start. Let's give a big hand to our three contestants. No, I didn't say a big band. I said a big hand. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. Now, the next quiz is called...
4: Listify.
1: Just like the last time you were here, I'm going to read a list. And one of the things on that list doesn't belong there. So after I finished reading the list, the first contestant to hit the buzzer and tell us what shouldn't be on the list wins the quiz. A correct answer is worth four points. So here we go. Five modern countries have a communist system of government, although each embraces elements of capitalism. Which of the following is not currently a communist country? China, Vietnam, North Korea, Germany, Cuba, or Laos? Canon, I believe you are first on the buzzer. Tell me which of those countries does not belong on the list? Germany. Germany. Very good indeed. You get four points. Thank you. Okay, so we're at the end of the second quiz and it's time to tally the scores. In first place, we have Cannon with four points. And in second place, tied with two points, are Julia and Duncan. Now we have to take a short break here, but don't go anywhere, because we'll be right back with more of Show What You Know after this word from our sponsor.
5: The following is a public service announcement from the North American Compass Association.
6: Oh, Harold, I knew it. We're lost.
5: No, Betty, we are not lost. We're just taking a little detour through a very dark forest.
4: Well, why didn't you stop and ask for directions?
5: Because I know where I'm going. We just keep on heading south and stay as far away as possible from that great big cliff. But how do you know we're going south? Because I don't see the cliff! Harold? Harold? Hey! I'm sopping wet! Anyone have a towel? Poor Harold. If only he'd had a compass. Compasses contain a magnetized needle that responds to the Earth's magnetic field, so they always point north. Chinese explorers were using them back in 1100, and they're still being used on jets today. So don't be like Harold. The next time you go on a hike, make sure to bring your trusty compass, and you'll never get lost again.
1: You know, that ad reminded me of something. The invention of the compass shaped the modern world. Without the compass, the European explorers could only have used the stars to guide them. But think about this. The indigenous peoples of the Pacific made long voyages exploring and settling on islands in Oceania starting in 1500 BCE. And that's more than two and a half thousand years before compasses were invented. So how did they do it? Their knowledge and skills simply boggles the mind. I mean, we could talk about this all day. But our contestants are waiting, so it's on to the next quiz. Phony Baloney I'm sure you guys remember this quiz. We call it Phony Baloney because there are four incorrect things in the sentences I'm about to read to each of you. And when you hear the wrong thing, what do you shout?
3: Baloney!
1: Great! Now, after you shout baloney, you can get an extra point if you tell me what the correct answer is. So, we'll start with contestant number one, Cannon. Cannon, if you hear something that doesn't sound right, what do you shout?
5: Baloney!
1: Okay, Cannon, are you ready? Yes! Your subject is African empires. Here we go. Africa has been home to many empires. kingdoms. The Mali Empire stretched from the Atlantic coast of West Africa into the Gobi Desert.
2: Baloney!
1: Oh, okay. What's the problem with that, Canon?
2: It's not the Gobi Desert. It's the Sahara
1: Desert. Oh, fantastic. You know your deserts well. That's brilliant. Okay, I'm going to carry on. The Mongolian Empire occupied modern-day Ethiopia and Eritrea.
2: Baloney!
1: What's the problem, Canon?
2: It's not the Mongolian Empire, it's the Ethiopian Empire.
1: Well spotted. Fantastic. You get another two points. Here we go. The Ashanti Kingdom occupied what is now southern Ghana on the South African coast.
2: Baloney.
1: Okay, what's the problem, Canon? It's not south, it's west. Oh, very good. Of course, it's the West African coast. That's where Ghana is. Okay, and our last sentence. Here we go. For a time, the coast of West Africa was named the Money Coast because of all the gold mines there. Baloney! What's the problem?
2: It's actually the Gold Coast.
1: Oh, very good. It's not the Money Coast. It's called the Gold Coast. Canon. that was amazing. You spotted all the four balonies and you gave me the correct answers, giving you a total of eight points. Thank you. All right, next up is Julia, our contestant number two. Julia, are you ready for your balonies? Yes. Your subject is the Aztecs and the Incas. Here we go. Among the major civilizations of the Americas were the Aztecs, in what is now Canada. Baloney. What's the problem, Julia?
2: It's now Mexico, not Canada.
1: Oh, very good. Of course, the Aztecs weren't in Canada. They were in Mexico. Okay, here we go. Another civilization was the Incas, whose territories were found in what is now called North America. Baloney. What's the problem, Julia?
2: It's South America, not North America.
1: It's South America! Yes, it is. Well, spotted. Fantastic. OK, here we go. Archaeologists have discovered a huge sunstone the Aztecs used as an alarm clock. Baloney. What's the problem, Julia?
2: They used it as a calendar, not an alarm clock.
1: You don't think they had alarm clocks in the days of the Aztecs? You're absolutely right, but they did have calendars. Here is our last sentence. Let's get ready. The Incas were skilled engineers and built bamboo bridges that helped them transport goods thousands of miles. Okay, well done, Julia. At the end of that round... You noticed three out of the four balonies and you gave me three correct answers, but the last one slipped through your net because I said that the Incas were skilled engineers and built bamboo bridges, but actually they were rope bridges. So at the end of that round, Julia, you score six points. Thank you. Last but definitely not least is contestant number three, Duncan. Now, Duncan, your subject is Japan's Great Peace. Okay, Duncan, are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. From the early 1600s until the mid 1800s, a series of warrior leaders called Kabuki ruled Japan. Baloney. What's the problem, Duncan?
3: They're not Kabuki, they're Shogun.
1: Oh, fantastic. Very good knowledge indeed. Of course, they're called Shoguns. Okay, here we go. Following what is now known as a celebration policy, they had limited... What's the problem, Duncan?
3: It wasn't celebration policy, it was seclusion policy. Oh, fantastic!
1: What genius knowledge you have! Seclusion policy, absolutely right. Okay, I'm going to carry on now. They had limited foreign relations and traded with only a few other countries. Japan closed itself to trade with all Europeans except the French in 1639. Oh, what's the problem, Duncan?
3: They didn't trade with the French, they traded with the Dutch. Yes, that's absolutely right. Well
1: done, congratulations. Okay, let's carry on. During this time, Japan had a strict social hierarchy, or order, and as many as 7% of the population were warriors called Salami, who also worked as government... What's the problem?
3: They weren't called salami, they were called shogun
1: OK, good try They were not called salami, you're right But they were actually called samurai I'm sorry, Duncan, but you did really well At the end of that round, you noticed all four baloneys. You got three correct answers, which gives you a total of seven points Thank you OK, let's take a moment to check the scores So we have Cannon in first place with 12 points and in second place is Duncan with nine points and only just behind it's Julia in third place with eight points. Now remember, we still have two more quizzes to go, so all of these points are going to change. But before we get to our next quiz, we're going to take a short trip to the past and check in with our roving reporter, Emily Miller. Emily? What have you got for us?
4: Well, Chris, it's the year 1844, and I'm standing in a room in Baltimore, Maryland, where we're receiving the first telegraph message sent on the first telegraph line in the United States. As you know, Samuel Morse invented the telegraph, which communicates by using a series of dots and dashes. That's the sound you hear in the background.
1: They call it Morse code, isn't that right? Named after Samuel Morse?
4: Yes, that's right, Chris. Morse code marked the dawn of modern communications. It greatly increased the speed at which people could send messages across long distances. The first messages arrive and the telegraph operator is writing it down.
1: What did Samuel Morse say?
4: He said, what hath God wrought? My sources tell me that this phrase from the Bible was suggested to Samuel Morse by Annie Ellsworth, the young daughter of a friend. Oh, wait. Here comes a second message from Samuel Morse. That's exciting. I never heard about a second message. Me either. This is big news. Let's see what he said. Where is my lunch? Huh. I guess he must have built up quite an appetite with all that tapping on the telegraph key. OK, Chris, this is Emily Miller reporting from the year 1844. Back to you.
1: Thank you for your report, Emily. I'm not so sure about the second message, but the first message Samuel Moore sent is absolutely true. And as Emily said, his invention of the telegraph changed the world. You could even say it planted the seeds of the internet. OK, moving on to our next quiz.
4: FACTASTIC
1: I'm going to ask each of you a series of 10 rapid-fire questions. Every time you answer a question correctly, you get one point. But if you don't know the answer, just say pass or don't know and we'll move on. Now, you each have 45 seconds to get through the questions. So, let's begin. Julia, we're going to start with you. Your first question starts now. What Indian empire was founded by Emperor Babur?
2: The Magal Empire.
1: Excellent! Kabuki is a traditional Japanese form of what art? Musical theatre. Brilliant! The group of people known as the Pilgrims landed at Plymouth, Massachusetts, in what famous ship? The Mayflower. Wonderful! In what year were the first captive Africans brought to America?
2: 1502.
1: Good try. Actually, it was 1619. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. gave his famous I Have a Dream speech during what 1963 march?
2: The March on Washington.
1: Fantastic. What country experienced the reign of terror after its famous revolution? I don't know. Okay, that's no problem. There's the buzzer. Well, actually, the answer to that one, Julia, was France. But well, You did extremely well in that round You answered a total of five Questions and you had one pass And you correctly answered four Questions giving you a total Of four points Thank you Duncan you're up next are you ready Yes Okay your first question starts now Mughal Emperor Akbar the Great owned 101 of what Giant animal Elephant Which U.S. state was the first to be settled by English? Virginia. Fantastic! The country of Bolivia is named after which South American revolutionary?
3: Simon Bolivar.
1: Brilliant! What birds were used to deliver messages during World War I? Pigeons. Great! During the Cold War, which two countries competed over space exploration?
3: Soviet Union and the U.S.
1: Excellent. Which scientist discovered penicillin?
3: Alexander Fleming. Brilliant.
1: In what year did the Great Depression start? 1930s. Ah, there's the buzzer. It actually started...
3: 1929.
1: 1929. I know. So close. Okay. Well, congratulations, Duncan. You gave some wonderful answers there. And you answered seven questions. And at the end of the round, you got six points. Thank you. Here's the last set of questions for Canon. Canon, are you ready? Yes. Okay. your first question starts now. What name were the leaders of the Spanish conquest in America called?
2: Conquistadors.
1: Brilliant. What famous building in India is the mausoleum of Emperor Shah Jahan and his favourite wife? Taj Mahal. Brilliant. What's the world's first global currency?
2: Piece of eight.
1: Very good. Which famous indigenous chieftain's daughter was originally named Matawaka?
2: Pocahontas.
1: Wonderful. What country became the world's first independent black republic in 1804? Haiti. Haiti. Brilliant. What engine was famously improved by James Watt during the Industrial Revolution? Steam. Brilliant. Steam engine. What political economist and philosopher wrote the Communist Manifesto? Karl Marx Yes, you got it just as the buzzer came through Karl Marx Well, Canon, that was brilliant Your general knowledge is just fantastic You answered seven questions You got all the answers correct Giving you a total of seven points Thank you Well, I don't know about you But it's time for me to take a break It's perfect timing, too, because this is the part of the show where the contestants get to ask some questions. And today, we have the pleasure of welcoming Mr. Michael Ray to the show. Mr. Ray is currently an editor of Britannica, where he oversees coverage of European history, military affairs, and comic books. He also covers arts and culture, geography and travel, history and society for the Britannica.com homepage. Mr. Ray, welcome to Show
6: What You Know. Hello, Chris. Thanks for inviting me.
1: Well, it's great to have you. And I don't want to keep our contestants waiting, so let's get right to the questions. Canon, why don't we start with you? What would you like to ask Mr. Ray?
2: What event in history had the biggest positive effect on life as we know it today?
6: Biggest positive effect? I would have to say probably Sanitation the invention of sanitation, because that made life a lot easier in cities and it made it a lot less dangerous for people to get together in big groups. Before you had pipes that could take pee and poop away from your house, that meant that the streets were full of it and that was a really great way to spread disease.
1: Fantastic. Isn't it interesting that something we take so for granted, indoor plumbing and washing our hands, has had the biggest positive effect on life as we know it today. Okay, so Julia, what would you like to ask Mr. Ray?
2: How many people were on the Mayflower?
6: That's a great question. It actually wasn't that many. It was only a few dozen people that were on that first ship. And a lot of people believe that they were all pilgrims. They actually weren't all pilgrims. There were some people that were coming with just to get passage to, before it became the United States, what was the new world, North America. And when they got here, a lot of those people were indentured servants. They were people that were serving the families that were on the Mayflower. And they would work for those families for a few years, and then they would get their freedom, and they would usually get a little patch of land that they could farm for themselves.
1: Wow! So there weren't that many people on the Mayflower. Maybe a little over a hundred passengers. But think of the enormous impact they have had on history. Okay, to our last contestant, Duncan, what would you like to ask Mr. Ray?
3: What was the first article you edited, and what was your favorite?
6: That's a very interesting question. The very first article that I edited for Britannica was a biography of a Japanese animator and director named Hayao Miyazaki. And he is one of the most famous directors in Japan. He's seen as one of their Walt Disney's. There are a few. Um, My favorite article that I've written for Britannica is probably. On the Harlem Hellfighters, they were an all African-American, mostly all African-American uh, unit in World War I that ended up fighting for the French army because the American army wouldn't let black troops fight as part of their units. So they had to fight for a foreign army during World War I.
1: What a fascinating story about the Harlem Hellfighters. Mr. Ray, thank you so much for coming on Show What You Know. And we hope you can stick around because we're coming up to the last question of the game. Bonus round. Right, now, Cannon, you're in the lead with 19 points. Whilst Duncan is in second place with 15 points. And Julia, you're in third place with 12 points. But each of you can double your score if you give the right answer to this next question. Now, who can tell me what happens next?
3: You're going to play a song.
1: Oh, that's absolutely right! Yes! Brilliant! I'm going to ask you to listen to a song. And as you're listening to the song, I want you to send me a secret message telling me who or what you think the song is about. So everyone, listen carefully. Here's the song.
3: There's a time that came after the Middle
1: Ages A turning point in history too A revival of interest in Greek and Roman culture From art to philosophical views It's referred to as a rebirth And knowledge was a pivotal theme It spread from Italy to Europe And the answer's not as hard as it seems So show that you know what you know
4: Yes, you know what you know
1: Wow, I think that was one of my favourite songs so far Now I hope you've all been typing in your answer Telling me what you think this song was about And after you hear me count to three I want you to press your buzzers And show me your answers Are you ready?
3: Yes. Yes
1: Okay One Two Three Fantastic Cannon and Duncan You both gave the right answers And the answer is... The Renaissance! The final scores are in! Julia is in third place with 12 points. And Duncan is in second place with 30 points. And Cannon is in first place with a total of 38 points, which makes Cannon the winner of today's game! Thank you! Before we hand out the prizes, I want to thank our returning contestants for playing show what you know, Canon, Julia, and Duncan. It was great to have you back on the show again, and I hope you enjoyed being here as much as I enjoyed having you. Kurt, why don't you tell our contestants
0: what they've won? Thanks, Chris. Our returning contestants have already received a copy of the Britannica All-New Kids Encyclopedia, What We Know and What We Don't. For their encore appearance, they've just won a copy of Chris's own book, Absolutely Everything. The history of earth, dinosaurs, rulers, robots, and other things too numerous to mention. And today's grand prize winner will be receiving a six-month subscription to KiwiCo, the company that empowers kids to explore, create, and have fun with hands-on building kits delivered monthly to their home. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today as we explored
1: modern history. We hope you can join us next time for our final episode when our topic will be today's world. Until then, this is Christopher Lloyd reminding all of you that the real world is far more amazing
0: than anything you can make up. Sound engineer and editor for Show What You Know is Ryan Staples. Our Q&A researchers are Alison Eldridge, Joe Lukowski, and Fia Bigelow. Our production assistant is Emily Goldstein. Chris's guests today were Cannon, Julia, and Duncan. Music was by Jacob Denny. Original songs by Dennis Scott. Show What You Know was written, directed, and produced by Rick Sigelkow. Our executive producer is Rick Livingston, and I'm your announcer, Kurt Heinz. This program is copyrighted by Encyclopedia Britannica, Incorporated. All rights reserved.